this new podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Porn Star Trading Card. I am your host, Terrell Campbell. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am here. You may have recognized my voice from other popular podcasts, but this ain't those podcasts. But to keep some, uh, let's see, flow to it, I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, a man who I've known for 20 years. And yes, he is not the handsomest person in this podcast. My good friend, my ace, Jerome Spann, my man. What's up, my guy? That's right. Prettiest race on ITC. And I'm going to start this show off real wild and say the world needs to give more love to muscle mommies. There we go. That's how we're starting the show today. Oh, let's say the, the one true pure muscle mommy, Jordan Grace. That's right. If you know who I'm talking about, then you're a wrestling fan. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about what I've been up to. This is this is the premiere episode of Porn Star Trading Card. And, well, about a couple weeks ago, I just so happened to be at the Exotica Convention here in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. And... Here's the best part about it, okay, which I didn't even know about, but I found out from a legend herself, that's right, the legendary Lisa Ann, through her social media posts, that the Friday showing at Exotica was the 50th Exotica show in the history of the convention. So, hey, Chicago is celebrating 11 years of Exotica, but we also got the 50th show. So, making moves, making moves, making million-dollar moves, that's what we're doing over here. All right. But yes, I went to Exotica and let me let me tell anybody that has ever not been to one of these types of conventions. It is definitely a convention you need to go to. I went with a good friend of mine, I will not say her name, and my roommate, and I won't expose his name either unless I get express written permission. But we went there, we showed up, and off the top, it was just it's always an amazing experience. This is my third time going to Exotica. And I have to say that it's always amazing because we walked in and you have, you know, my free cams giving out free stuff. You have models all over the place. And of course you have people, you know, you got people dancing on stripper poles, everything else like that. But it's just the sheer fact that it's a very freeing environment. And plus aside from just, meeting meeting some of the stars of the adult entertainment world there's also a main stage where they have shows that's right that's right great what kind great of shows are you talking about oh well the type of shows we're talking about here which i was about to get to jerome but you wanted to cut me off before i got to it but we had a, a performance by let's see I know that Electric Rain performed earlier in the day. Electric Rain does a whole Pokemon tribute show where she's dressed as a Pokeball, and and as she goes to her show, she changes into different Pokemon. So if you're a Pokemon fan and and that's coming to you, then yes, you definitely want to check out Electric Rain's performance. But also, Miss Nixon, Chicago-based Miss Nixon, who's one of the premier burlesque performers, was also performing and doing her fire dancing, everything else like that. They also had a Miss Exotica competition and a pole dancing championship. So those are, and mind you, the Miss Exotica competition is always towards the end of the night. There was about maybe 20 women there when I was there competing for the title of Miss Exotica. And mind you, it's not just one day that they do the competition. They do it throughout the course of the entire weekend that they are there. So if you are anybody that has an Exotica that's going to be near you, I would suggest you definitely check it out. Uh, like I say, there's about four major cities in the United States that they actually go to. And that is Edison, New Jersey, Miami, Florida, of course. And of course, it wouldn't be truly all-American if it didn't go down in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., baby. So if you have, so if you ever want to check out Exotica, please go to exoticaexpo.com. They will you'll be able to find out what performers are coming to what town, when it's it's just it's all there laid out for you. But I also found out at this Exotica that they're going to be doing something for the first time ever. Coming up in 2024, there's going to be an Exotica at Sea cruise. That's right, Exotica at, at Sea cruise. So that means you will have a chance to be on a cruise ship, leaving the port of Florida, hitting the hitting Key West, Florida, 
going to the Bahamas, and there will be cam models and adult stars. They have not announced anybody. They have not confirmed any of the talent yet, but they will be keeping it posted on the Exotica website. So I'm I'm very much excited to go ahead and uh, see how that progresses. I won't be able to go, unfortunately, mainly because I'm already booked for a cruise in 2024. So I don't uh, believe you. I don't believe you for a second. I don't, don't believe you. What you don't believe me because I think, of the you, fact I think you're gonna go on the inaugural cruise. I don't believe on you. I think you will no. talk to yourself over the course of the next seven months that we got left of this year. You're gonna be like, oh, you know what? I could do two. Yeah, I just won't have enough time off work to be able to do two. So <laughs> you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You'll be like, ah, oh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go to this exotical one. <laughs> and I and your and your cruise partner will be right along with you. Like that sounds like a good idea. Not that cruise partner. Not his. Not his scene. Not his scene. But I will say, I will say, Exotica did have a lot of stuff going on. Um, I say, I will, I will say that when it came to the adult performers and everything like that. At, okay, so we had legends like Lisa Ann, Kate, Katie Morgan, with uh. You know, just just you know, at the convention all together, and then we had some of the newer stars. But Jerome, do you know? But would when it comes to the adult film stars, do you want to know whose line was the longest? And it was long the entire time I was there. I'm gonna say, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one. Okay, so there were. It's actually kind of a tie between two. But one of those lines, seemingly, you can see the ending. The other one, you're just like, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to get to this, get, get, not be in this line for like, you know, another two hours. Okay. And those two performers, and I actually got to tip my hat to one over the other, would be Adriana Chechik and Violet Myers. Now, for those of you who, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who those two are. But for some of you who may be like, hey, I'm just checking out this podcast because this is my, I want to just kind of see what's going on in this world. Adriana Chechik is the Twitch streamer slash former adult film star who, when she jumped at TwitchCon into that uh, block pit, injured her back and broke it in like two different places. Okay. So this is actually, this was actually one of her first public appearances where she was, you know, engaging with fans. So got to give her credit. Like I say, I think she's, she did a couple of award shows previously, but this is the first time that like she was really in a very fan heavy environment and she looked great. Don't get me wrong. She looked absolutely amazing. She looks just like the Adriana Chechi we always know and love, but Violet Myers though, her line was just insane. Like, like literally you could have, if you roped off two ends for her line, it would have just been in pure, pure unbridled insanity. And the thing is, is she always, I, I never saw her do a hit and run like interaction with a fan. It's never a, Oh, hi, nice to meet you. And then off. No, it's literally, she will have a conversation with her fans. So I got to give kudos to Miss Violet Myers and, I'm saying, not saying that she's the only one that does that, okay? Because there are a lot of performers who actually enjoy talking to their fans. You know, I mean, I met uh, I met Katie Morgan at last year's Exotica, super sweetheart. Her boyfriend Evan Stone, who's a legend in the business, both of them are amazing people. I had a conversation with Katie Morgan about her, about one of her scenes in Zack and Mary. And if you know that movie, then you probably know which scene that we are talking about. And it was towards the end of the movie. But we're not going to divulge into that one. And then we also had, and then I can't, I can't, I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about about two of my favorite girls. Like say one of them, I I see both these ladies every time that they come, um, and that would be that would be Alex Cole and Spencer Bradley. Both are two incredible sweethearts, and. You know, hopefully somewhere down the road, like I say I can get Spencer to do the show because I've actually talked to her about it. So we'll see what Alex happens. Cole, baby. I don't know you at this moment right now because you just blended two things and it worked so well. So I can't be mad. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But let's say a lot of you may be wondering, what is this podcast about? Am I just going to be rambling? No. We are going to shine a little light on different stars in the in the adult entertainment industry from time to time. Now, this week, Jerome told me, Terrell. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, 
hey, before you get to moving on, yeah, we got some questions about Exotica here. Okay, what's the question? You was, you was at Exotica, so we have some questions. Number one, who did you go to see, T? Oh, well, obviously, obviously, I wanted to see my see two of my favorites, Alex Cole and Spencer Bradley. I also saw also saw Ember Snow, who I, I will say, I will say her and Spencer Bradley, if you had the best smile in porn competition, those two dead heat for the, for the first place. Um, I saw Melrose Michaels. A lot of people may, may not know Melrose because she does a lot of stuff more so on her OnlyFans. She posts a couple things on Twitter, but she's very much a very she's not a huge name in the industry but it's a name that if you know about the industry you know who she is because when i saw she was coming she was broadcasted i was like oh cool that's great um but yeah i saw melrose michaels uh super sweet she was with the motor bunny group uh i saw fiona frost and electra rain and i got to meet one of mine and jerome's legends not from that world mr rob Van Dam. I got to meet RVD. And of course, I and I posted this on social media. This was the truth. And even even one one of your co-hosts on Sports Ball loved this post because the second I heard that she was announced to be there, I knew I had to meet her. Ladies and gentlemen, I met the legendary Lisa Ann at this at this past year's Exotica. It was it was nice to meet her, you know, because like I say I enjoy her podcast, Lisa Ann Experience. And then I also have bought both of her books, The Life and The Life Back at It. Well, back again. You know, I'm terrible with book titles. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, I got to meet them. And let's like say, and, and the thing is, too, is I also got to meet, like, what let's like say, the, the funniest part is I talked to Spencer Bradley, and me and her were, and we were talking leading up to the convention through Twitter. And do you know she had never had deep dish pizza? She had never had Chicago deep dish pizza, and so, and mind you, this Wait, was she been in Chicago multiple times. This was her second time in Chicago. Look, look, hold on, Ms. Lisa, hold on, Miss Lisa. The next no, 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 I tried to do that. Me and her had a cold conversation about it on Twitter. But when I showed up with a slice of pizza, they made me get rid of it because I couldn't bring outside food and drinks in. Oh. Yep. Yep. What but 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 I found out from somebody else who was working the convention who's not in in the actual industry that if I would have been able to get in contact with her then did like she could have came and got it, but at the same time, it's like, like number one, my main means to contact this person was through Twitter. I don't know how well her phone <laughs> works on in that convention center. Believe me, after another convention I went to earlier this year, hey, I wouldn't put anything past something just not going through. So I could have been waiting for like another hour or so before she even saw the message. So I did what I had to do. But good news All is, I got to say is. Boo to the security. Boo. But you know what the good thing is, though, is I did tell her where she could go get some deep dish pizza. Like, she thought it was, like, miles and miles away. I'm just like, no, there's, like, one, like, five minutes away from the convention center. So she ended up getting it literally later on that night. And, like I say, we talked about it on Twitter. So Spencer Bradley finally got her slice of Chicago deep dish. Okay. Second off. Yes. What was your favorite act of the night or of the day, I should say? Um, like act as far as like what was going on on the stage. You said there were shows and stuff going yeah. on. Like what? What was the thing that really caught your attention? Was like, damn, I gotta stop and watch this real quick. This is awesome. It it would it would have had to have been uh the pole dancing competition, the pole dancing competition because like I say you got to see the skill that a lot of the ladies had with the pole, and it's always. It's always very entertaining to see something like that because you never know. Because if you are someone who is like me, that where you have known women who have uh, who have specialized in pole dancing, and you've seen the talent that it takes, like ask ask anybody. Like if you if people know pe know people that are strippers or exotic dancers, whatever terminology you want to use, okay, ask them 
how hard working that pole is because I can tell you about 90% of the people who I've known in that industry used it as a prop up. The other 10% used it as an enhancement to their craft. Okay. So, you know, it's just a little bit, it's always interesting to see the skill. You know what that reminds me of, T? When people think about pole dancing, right? They think it's super easy. It's like, oh my God, you know, anybody can do yeah. that. That's easy. It reminds me of the video, this video I saw on Instagram about three weeks ago, I want to say, where this dude had his lady hitting the pump position mm -hmm. and she got tired after a minute. It was like, I don't know how you keep this up. It's like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Y'all think it's easy when you're looking, but when you're doing, that's a whole different ballgame. So, yes, there's most definitely an art and craft to it all. Right. I say it's one thing if you do it like real quick, you know, like a lot of people may be like, well, Jennifer Lopez did in that movie Hustle. So I'm like, number one, we saw Jennifer Lopez do it for all of like two minutes. And you were and there was probably some cuts between those takes. OK, there was probably, you know, just like, hold on. You know, she's demonstrating. But let's say anybody that has see, seen actual true like masters of pole dancing will, will tell you that is a art form. Especially, like, say, if you have two people that are friends with each other that both know how to, like, say, they can put on a whole show that would make a whirling dervish go, wow. So. I'm going to just say, in my younger days, I have seen some performances that left me all <laughs> on, like, damn, how you do that? <laughs> there you go. That much. There you go. But you have any more questions for me, Jerome? Uh, no, I think that, that, that about covers it there because you covered some of the other stuff earlier. We were going to ask who you stopped with, who you saw, but you covered all that, so I don't need to ask you that. But overall, how would you rate Exotica? Oh, your experience. As, as far as conventions go, Exotica is always going to be like a, a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, yeah, are, are there some stars I hope will eventually go to some of the future Exoticas? Yes. But once again, that's about sponsors. That's about, you know, availability and stuff like that. So I can only just keep sending emails to them saying, hey, let's get this person or that person. But in the meantime, let's say it's, it's always a fun time. It's one of those environments where you have to walk in and just say, I am walking in knowing that I am probably going to see things that I've never seen before. And it is okay because no one's judging you, everything else like that. Plus, I also got some really, a really nice trinket uh, from Exotica, you know, from one of the uh, one of the smoke shops that they had representing as a vendor there. Let's uh, say, uh, let's say, it's, oh, it's yeah, a, what's that trinket? Hmm? It's, 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 it's a gas mask. See, I can't do those anymore. That's too much. First off, the hair. Second off, I don't like stuff touching my face like that. It's okay. Let's say, say, hey, hey, you know what? It's Black Panther theme, so there we go. Hey, look, cool. It could be Black Panther theme. All I'm saying is, is that I don't like stuff touching my face. Like even, like even my wife. I, I hate when people touch my face, bro. I don't. I'm weird about it, T. That's one of them weird things that you probably didn't realize about me, even though you know me all these years. I hate when people touch my face. So, yeah, somebody touch my face, I got problems. I just don't like it. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one thing you're definitely going to like, Jerome, and that is our subject for today. Because after you asked me, Terrell, who are we going to talk about? I said, you know what? I think we need to give some love to our redheaded ladies. And I couldn't think of a better person to do it than Miss Lacey Lennon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, who happened to be at this year's Exotica. Didn't get a chance to say hi to Lacey because, well, let's say I was off running around doing other things. You know, like say when I stopped by her booth, she wasn't there. And then, and then the one time she was, I was, I'll say, I was moving. You know me. I like to be moving and shaking when I'm at these conventions. You've been with me to conventions before. So Time you know out. how I'll be moving around. Time out. That's not the way we introduce somebody around here. We got to give them a wrestling style introduction. So, for everybody, in this episode, we have the gorgeous, the glorious, the gracious, Lacey Lennon. That's how we got to introduce you. You can't be coming with no energy. What is that? What is that, T? Hmm? Hmm? I'll tell you what it is. This is a, it's the Terrell introduction. That's what it is, okay? All right. So, so for those of you who may not be familiar with Ms. Lacey Lennon, let me explain something to you. She has been 
she has been in the adult industry since 2018. Okay, so we're coming up on five years in the industry. Uh, she has been she has done 322 scenes. She is approximately five foot four. And let's see, let me just go ahead and grab my notes real quick because I have her statistics a little bit more, you know, like say everything else like that. Because hey, sometimes you just can't commit everything to memory. But let's see here. Here we go. Yep. So yeah, like I say, so measurements are 34C, 25, and 36. Now, here's the weird thing. I'm a guy. I still don't really know what those, those metrics all mean, okay? But she is definitely one of those, those, those adult entertainers that, well, when you look at it, she is slowly rising up the top of the ladder. Like, I think she's getting very close to that, that, that top 10 level. When I checked earlier today, she was at 131 on Pornhub for views, for searches. So that means she's, that means I say, Hey, it's better to be in the top, top 200 than it is to be in the bottom thousand. Okay. So she's, she's climbing up the ladder. Uh, she has been nominated multiple times for when she broke into the industry, she was nominated for ABN and XBiz Awards for Best New Actress. She didn't take any of those home. But you know what she did take home, Jerome? She took home the ABN Award for Best Actress in a Featurette playing Natasha Romanoff in the Black Widow Triple X uh, film. That was produced by Axel Braun. Now, anybody that knows Axel Braun, any superhero type parody that has been done was done by Axel Braun. Okay, so yeah, that so he's he, he's very much a a top name when it comes to that field of the industry. But Lacey Lennon, like I say, she has done three hundred twenty-two two films, and also. She just keeps getting better and better as time goes on. Uh, she's somebody who, when you follow her on social media, like I say, she speaks her mind. She tells people exactly what she is about, and she never sugarcoats her things. You know, I, I mean, like I said, I've been following her for, for a few years through Instagram. Uh, recently, I started doing Twitter because anybody that knows me knows I did not do Twitter for quite some time. I had one, but I never really used it. And the activity on it has gone up a lot lately, but she, she does take occasional breaks from social media just to, you know, keep her, keep herself straight, keep everything going because Hey, we all know social media can be a pariah. Sometimes it can cause you to look at yourself and say, okay, I just need to get away from humanity for a while because People are the worst, but she is definitely somebody who is very opinionated. She always speaks her mind and I cannot fault her at all for ever doing that because Hey, guess what? Everybody has a right to their opinion and everybody has a right to their own peace of mind. Now she has always been very forward with her fans. She has always been very courteous. Like I say, when I met her at last year's exotica, she was just such a sweetheart. Uh, extremely beautiful like you see some of these actresses on on film and it's like oh wow and then you meet them in person and let's say she was she was one that was just like wow you are just the camera doesn't even do you justice you're more beautiful off camera than you are on camera and that is definitely that's that's saying a lot too because she's absolutely gorgeous on camera i say because the first scene i ever saw her saw her in was a scene from a website called Sis Loves Me, which it's the typical, you know, hey, this is my stepsister and this is my stepbrother. And all I thought was, who is this beautiful redhead that's just absolutely gorgeous, just, you know, just taking me aback. And it was Lacey Lennon. It, the, the scene was incredible. But I think I, I would have to say, if you're, if you, if your first time ever seeing a Lacey Lennon scene, was to be any scene, I would say there's about there's two scenes that you would that I would say you watch. Obviously, obviously, I'm gonna exclude the Black Widow thing because she won an award for that. So obviously everybody should watch that. But I would say that there's a scene she did for oh, what's the name? Ah, it's the the name of the site is called Property Sex, where she plays a real estate agent. <laughs> 
And while she's playing the real estate agent, she basically just like she it, the guy that's doing the that she's showing the property to is an ex-boyfriend. They're just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, hey, let's do this. And he's just like, oh, I'm doing no nut November. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, we're about to break that. So that was actually a really, that was really funny, just the interactions she has. Um, and then I just also want to say, we do not believe in no nut November around here. That is all. Nope. Oh, all right. And then, and then there's, then the other scene, and this, and, and mind you, this is a scene she has with another female performer named Jules Blue. Uh, where it's called, where it's basically, and Jerome, you'll probably get a kick out of this one. It's called Red versus Blue because Lacey Lennon has red hair, Jules Blue has blue hair. Huh, kind of funny, right? But it, it, it's just an incredible scene that <laughs> I won't lie to you. I happen to have seen that. So, yes, you, yes, you're right. You're right, yeah. DJ. You're right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, if if you definitely want to check out this this, this actress, I, those are those are two scenes I would suggest. Um, I say, if anything, I would say say maybe maybe if if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, because there's another scene I like, but everybody has their own different tastes. But there's one with her and uh, Kenzie Reeves, and they're. And it's one, another one of those stepbrother, stepsister things. And if you if you're familiar with Kenzie Reeves, very petite blonde blonde girl, um, they have a scene together. You'll know it because they're both wearing like camo camo attire, like military uh, camo pattern, the old school camo. And it, it's actually an entertaining scene. Like if anything, I would say that that's probably like a really good scene for both parties. But we can't knock the fact that Lacey Lennon also has a scene that I want to say is called a step away where she's actually singing before the scene. They actually produced a song with her and male talent and they're actually singing. And she has a great voice. She actually moved when she before she got into the industry. She moved to Nevada to actually try and uh, train to sing opera. Who do you compare her voice to? Whew. So if if I would compare her voice, I would say it's like, and, and, and I know some people might look at me a little weird this to this, but maybe like like prime, like when she was like really singing Mandy Moore. I say that's who I would say. Really? I would Mandy yeah, Moore, I, that's who you'd go with? I, that's, that's who I go with. Because like say, because it, it it's kind of hard because Let's say it was, it was a it was a song that was very. I, I'd hate to say silly, but it, it, it was a song you know just saying all oh, my brothers are step away. So, but I was I would say if like we saw her true vocal talents, let's say I might change my opinion, but I would definitely say it was Prime Mandy Moore, because I don't I don't see the power that, that like I see with some other singers, but once again, she does do a good job of singing what she has and that material that she has to work with. Because I remember I saw like a little trailer of it. I'm just like, oh my God, she's actually singing that. And it was the first time I'd ever seen that in, in, in any kind of adult video fair where the performers are singing before the scene starts. So I, but I would say probably Mandy Moore, because if you, if you really think about it, Mandy Moore did not have a bad voice at all. It's just she got overshadowed by other people around her at the time because, you know, we were in the era of the pretty blondes and, you know, just kind of bad timing for her. But, yeah, Manny Moore, because if, if anything, watch a walk to remember. You'll, you'll remember how good Manny Moore's voice is. And I think Lacey Lennon has a voice just as good. So... <laughs> That's a, a, that's a take. That's a take, if I would say so. So I, I want to ask you this, though. While you have laid out a lot of this stuff about Miss Lacey Leonard, 
I'd like to talk to you specifically about her um, AVN awards that she has won and how you feel about the performances from those because she seems to be a person that is right in line with Mr. Braun there to where some of her greatest success is coming from these parodies that they're doing of the Marvel Universe. So how do you feel about the overall performances that she's done? I mean, she won uh, Best Three-Way Scene for the Captain Marvel she won um, best tag team scene in Black Widow Triple X, and then best actress for her role in Black Widow. So, how do you feel about? Is this maybe her lane? Like you know how sometimes certain actors, actors and actresses, right? They finally find that lane that works for them to get their art across and get their presentation across and get them the success they need. Do you think that she's along with Mr. Braun? They may have something there, and they should maybe keep trying to see what they can do there. See, my thing is, is I don't want, I, I don't, I don't like to see anybody kind of get pigeonholed into a specific role because let's say, cause you think about it, like say in, in the adult industry, you have like, if you're over the age of like 32, you automatically get put into the MILF category. Okay. Let's just be honest with that. That's just the truth. And mind you, you could be 32. Your co-star could be 35, just happens to look a little bit younger than you, and you're the MILF, and they're the, the you know, and they're the stepdaughter. It's like it makes no sense. Like I've heard stories like that a million times from like say listening to podcasts, talking to actresses, everything. Where it's just like the person I was walking, working with was literally two years younger than I am. And they were playing my stepdaughter, and I was playing the MILF. Or they were just like, I was two years younger than them, and they were playing the, the stepdaughter, and I was playing the MILF. It doesn't make any sense. Um like I say, because granted, like I say, there are there just by looks alone, yes, there are certain actresses that are going to get put into a certain lane at all points in times. Um, but with Lacey Lennon, she has the versatility. Like I said, one of the one of the roles I enjoyed her in was being a real estate agent. Okay. You know, and like and she's done that series a couple times. Uh, you know, she could she can kind of play a badass, which I think that fa falls in line with her whole thing with Black Widow. I think that she can play that relative badass within that that situation. So yeah, if they do do more stuff with you know like a Black Widow, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see her re let's say going back to the role, but I don't think that she needs to stay going into that direction because after a period of time, let's say we don't know if it's going to kind of i don't i don't want to say stall out or get boring but you know people want to see see something different at all points and times you know and if anything if anything there's only one role i would love to see her play and but but i don't think i don't think they'll ever revisit this particular property because it got such a weird backlash but i would love to see Lacey Lennon be April O'Neil in like a Ninja Turtles thing. That's that's where I would that's what I would love to see because like I say I'm or or hey, she would be a bad April O'Neil boy. Let me tell you. And the funniest thing is the person that played April O'Neil in the first Ninja Turtles thing was April O'Neil, another adult film star. That's the actual truth. Like say her her actual stage name was April O'Neil and she played April O'Neil in the Ninja Turtles porn parody. Yeah. For real? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And then like say, but I think Lacey Lennon would make an amazing April O'Neil. Um, and you know what? If you and and I don't know if they've done it. I haven't gone down this rabbit hole yet. But if they ever did like a Mad Men thing, then like kind of like the role Christina Hendricks played, I think Lacey Lennon would just blow the blow, blow the roof off of that if they did a Mad Men like uh, porn parody. I say say so I think the, I, I think there may already be one out there. Yeah, it's if, called This Isn't Mad Men. Ah, okay. Let's say, and if she's not playing that role, then I'm sorry, they they messed up. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, take a look and see, right? Because they say Roger Sterling and Joan meet up and blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me see who's starring in this because that's what I'm trying to figure out. There uh, there we go. There's that uh, that IMDb. Yeah, that's right, people. If you don't know, IMDb also does do it for the XXX movies now, dude, too. So oh, the stars yeah. of this were 
Nikki Daniels, Tommy Gunn, Phoenix Marie, okay. Sierra Sky, Scott Lyons, Sydney Shea, and Jack Vegas, who played Don Draper. Okay. <laughs> and that that must have been yeah, that had to have been some years ago because Phoenix Marie, like I think she slowed down on doing any kind of adult roles. Let's say that was made in 2010. 2010. Yep. Yeah. So it's 13 years. Yeah. So Phoenix Marie, but that, but and that's before that's before Lacey was even in the building business. So okay, I can accept that. I can accept that. <laughs> you know. But yeah, but she's. So yeah. what would you like to see her do next? Then, as far as you said, you don't want her to get pigeonholed, right? What is like a a, a project you would like to see her do next? You know what? If if I if I had to say anything, like if I had to see her in a specific project, I would kind of want to see her kind of kind of just do something and kind of like in that film in that filmdom ca- category, not like the extreme version of filmdom, but more so like you know where she's like a boss or something like that, just you know just running things, you know. Like say you can make a whole little like you know like series of it because that's what they like to do with a lot of these uh studios now is that they'll be like okay we're gonna cast these like 10 people and we're gonna do you know scenes with each one of them i would i would love to see her kind of in that boss role uh just enjoying herself because i i think like say multiple videos i've seen i i think she plays like that that top level kind of alpha female very well like just her her voice delivery on her lines, everything else like that. I think she plays that very well, you know. Because like say, yeah, she she can play the oh oh brother blah blah blah. I can't believe this is happening thing. She can do that well too. But but I really think she shines is when she's hey no, I'm in charge here. So I want to see her do some more of that. Not kind of not not J O I, but I kind of want to see it more like fem- femdom now. So, if I were to ask you, what's the next parody you think she should do? Where would you go with that? Okay, so the next parody I think she should do, and there, it already exists out there. But if they ever revisit, if you were it, the director, if, if it was director Terrell said, "I had all right, I've been presented this budget. This is who I want to star. This is the movie that I want to do." What would it be? If I had to do it. I would want to see her do a parody, not, and it would be a TV show parody. I would want her to be my Peggy Bundy. That's a good one. And, and, my, good. and mind you, not to knock the person who's done it for the previous property, because the person who's done it in the previous pro- property is Jennifer White. But I think Lacey Lennon would be that very would be an amazing Peggy, Peggy Bundy. Um, just like I think she would be an amazing April O'Neil. Like I think she just would be able to deliver that those lines with great vigor, and it would just be hilarious to see who they cast as casting this owl next to her. Because I don't see that. Let's say there aren't that many guys that that really fit the Al Bundy mode in in the adult entertainment business. But I would love to see who they would cast next to her because it'd be like, hey, yo, you got this smoking redhead. Who gonna get to play this kind of balding <laughs> balding shoe fills me? You know. So that's where I would go with it. Okay, okay, I ain't mad at that, and I ain't mad at that. So, up to this point, if I had, if you had to hold yourself to accountable on this, what are her top three movies that people need to go see? Where it's like she was awesome in these three, you need to go see those. Okay, so let's say we kind of touched base on some of the scenes she's done. So, um, I but I need it. I need it. Three to one. I need to know the order. I'm I'm placing the pressure on you. I want it in order. You ain't gonna be able to do your well in no specific order. No, no, no. We're not doing that. I need a specific, specific order. What is number one? What's two? And what's three? Well, obviously, I'm I'm gonna encompass the Black Widow scenes all in one because that's one feature. So that that's that's all all. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that's fair. Yeah, like that's, you, you that's can number one. All in one. That's right. Let's say number two is going to be the real estate agent. <laughs> when she was the real estate agent, um, that was that was really just an amazing scene. I, I the one with the no nut November, yeah, that was just a, a a great scene. And then 
Number three, because that see now you're making me because you know there are scenes I really like and everything like that. This is where but, it always gets hard. <laughs> this but, is always the hard part. But if I if I have to go with uh number three though, you know what? There was a scene she did that I enjoyed where she played an influencer for the black seat for the black uh uh series through yeah black series through the vixen media group okay uh yeah so i would i would say say check out like say the whole black widow movie the no nut november real estate thing for property sex and then blacked where she's uh the influencer that's seducing her security guard so that's where i would go with the whole thing interesting well that's your top three yep I can't be mad at that. You seem to have made some solid choices. Yeah. So now we're going to ask the question that we always really try and get to. What is the maximum level of success that you think this person can get to you? Is this a person that you view that could potentially have crossover appeal and get over in the mainstream market too? Or are they just going to be an all-time great there because there's nothing wrong with them being an all-time great in their industry no there, there, there's no shame that we're putting to that or anything but in reality there are some people that end up having crossover appeal yeah do you feel this is one i think lacy with the because like i say she's an incredible singer and she's she's got good acting chops i think with the right project with the right project at the right time she could be she could cross over easily because let's say because i mean think about it, we see chloe cherry on uh what's that show with uh zendaya and sydney sweeney on hbo euphoria euphoria that's what it's called i was gonna say i i couldn't remember the name of it i knew what she was talking about right. i was just gonna say the one where the high school kids be boning but whatever yeah. i i couldn't yeah. remember but like I say, we see Chloe Cherry kind of getting some mainstream success, you know, because of that show. Um, and she started off in the adult industry. We saw Sasha Gray go from being, you know, Sasha Gray, this like, you know, kind of hardcore, you know, girl, like in this industry, to doing a Steven Soderbergh movie called The Girlfriend Experience. And she started getting crossover appeal to where she ended up on one of yours and my favorite shows, Entourage. Um, yeah. So, so I think Lacey, like, if there was, like say, if I saw her like popping up on a specific show, I'm trying to think if there's any show that I watch that like the mass public would watch that she could pop on that like would really just cross her over. And I'm and I'm I'm leaving Euphoria out because that already has you know somebody in that in that in that in that that space for it. Um, I'd have to, you know what? I'd have to really think about like that type of role because I would kind of want to see her kind of, kind of play, you know, you know, the boss. And there's not too many well, things I watch nowadays that you know where, you know. We don't get hung on the specifics. In general, do you feel because I, we both are, are realist about this, right? Some mm -hmm. people are going to have crossover appeal. Others aren't. That's right. that's plain out and simple. Yeah. That's just the way that this works. It, so, it, do it, you it, feel that she has that appeal? Yes, I do. And you know what? If anything, I would say get her the right producer, the right songwriter. She could be a, she she could I, I guarantee you she could have a top top 100 billboard hit. Mm. Let's say. So you feel more so than the than the acting side of it that if she was able to have someone really back her on the music side of it, that oh, would she, then give her her crossover appeal. Oh yeah, like I say I think I think she would have an incredible career with the music. You know, like I say she would like I say she would she would definitely like say end up dropping some club bangers. Some club bangers. And then like I say, if you really want to explore the talent of her vocal range, then just go ahead and let her do a ballad. See how you feel about it. But I could definitely see her doing something like say where it's very much like a very poppy feel to it. And then, like, see her going more, a more serious road, like, once she gets more in deeply invested into the music. That's where I think she so is. What at. you're saying is basically kind of the Christina Aguilera journey is what you're saying, basically. Because if you notice, when Christina got older, her music got a little more serious and started to have more substance to it. Yeah. So you're saying basically she could have that, that same type of arc with her right. music career. 
Yeah, exactly. And and like I say, now granted, I think that the Grammys would never ever nominate her for an award because, you know, but but at the same token though, I think that she would get a lot of respect and everything just because of the I think like I say, like I say, right producer, writes right songwriters, I think she'd get a lot of love from people who, you know, would just look at her and say, Hey, I'm enjoying the music. That's that's my personal opinion. I think she is that talented. I mean, while you're talking about the Grammys, just remember Tupac and Busta Rhymes have never gotten a, a Grammy. So does, what does their opinion really matter? <laughs> they they can't tell me what's jamming. I got ears. That's right. That's right. We know the we, we know the only real true music award that matters is the MTV Video Music Awards. <laughs> I care about them less than I do the Grammys. What? <laughs> like, you could at least say the BET Wars that I'd be like, all right, well, hey, black people giving out cool. I'm rocking with it. <laughs> you with the MTV, the Moon Man? See, the Moon Man? Well, it's not like I'm saying the Source Awards. <laughs> Bruh. All right. You're going to stop. You're going to stop there right now. Nobody cares about the Source Awards, not even Benzino. Okay. Yeah, well, no one cares about Benzino, so that's just the truth. But, <laughs> but regardless, like I say, I think she she would have a great music career. Like I say, acting wise, acting wise, like I say, right role. But music, I think she she would have have a better purview of music. And you know what the thing is too, is in all honesty, and and you can disagree with me if you want. I think that the crossover into music is harder than it would be acting. Uh, people can be very fickle about music. So, yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, so you said if she got with the right producer, who's in your mind? Who is that right producer? Who is the sound that you're like, man, you producer X. All right, let's just say it's like Swiss beats in your mind. It's like Swissy. You need no. to go holler her, get on some tracks, get it going. What's happening? Who is it? Who is that person? You know who who I would be, and like say, and I don't know like his most recent stuff, but like say, but we've seen him work with like a lot of people. I'm calling Tim. I'm calling Timberland. I'm calling Timberland because he could do the right kind of beat where you know, like say, it could be a banger. But like say he can also produce something that make that will cater to that person too. So that's who I'm calling. I'm I'm calling Timberland. That's just all. Just let's say, just imagine if all of a sudden after this podcast you hear Timberland and Lacey Lennon doing a song together. <laughs> I'm hey, like, yes, I'm I say, if that's the case, I'm gonna say you clearly listening to our show, which <laughs> means that you need to holler at us because clearly we got good ideas, baby. What's happening? Holler at us. I ain't asking for a whole lot. Let's dang, I'm not just holler at your boy. That's all yep. I'm saying. But if that were the case, right? So how far do you think it would go? Do you think it would go top level success, mid level, or just you know, you had some success, you get to go around tour a little bit. Maybe play I'll, a couple shows here or there. I say I like I say. I, I think it would in it, I think it'd be mid-level. Like I say, I'm not I'm not saying she would and, and mind you, like I say, this is me saying this as a fan. Okay. I'm not saying she's gonna be selling out arenas and stadiums and stuff like that, but I think that she would be able to drive some people into venues that wanna hear that that wanna see the songs perform live to meet her, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, like we're not gonna see like a 30 a 35 city, you know, like say three month tour around the world. We're gonna, but we're gonna see, we'll see her mostly like, you know, like she, she may do some shows overseas, but she'll definitely do some shows in America. You know, heck, heck, let's say she may even perform at an award show or two, but let's say I'm not saying she's gonna like, like we're not, we're not talking that like she's gonna be selling out, you know, Soldier Field or, or any place like that. We, Let's say she she may get the All State Arena, but she's not going to get Soldier Field. That's just that's just the truth of it. And hey, ain't no shame 
in Philadelphia Allstate Arena, because guess right. what? There's a whole bunch of acts that come here that do the same thing, exactly. including a multinational corporation that runs by three letters that we all know. So, you know, don't, 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 ain't no shame in that game. But yeah, that, that, that's pretty awesome. You really think her talent level is to that degree? Yep. Um, so that being said, I think people should most definitely go and check out her work. Go and check out some of her potential, you know, music that she may put out there. Because maybe Miss Lacey's going to listen to it and be like, hey, that Terrell guy's got a good idea. I do need to take it there. <laughs> um, but to wrap it all up, if we were to rate her overall 1 through 10, right? Or better yet, since we're doing it like the trading cards, see? Even better. Is she... 300 hitter that just gets you singles? Mm-hmm. Is she 300 hitter that gets you doubles and home runs? I'm going 300 that gets you doubles and home runs. That's where I'm going. So She's we got a home run hitter here is what you're saying. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Like I say, let's say she should be she should be in the running for any kind of award. Golden Glove, Cy Young, whatever. Whatever she wants to do, she can do it all. Let's say she is a bona fide threat. <laughs> Cy Young, Yo, that's chill right. Out. <laughs> chill out, let's man. Chill but let's, out. But let's just say this: Lacey Lennon's trading card is definitely one that everybody should collect. So, with that being said, Jerome, I think it's time that we take Lacey Lennon's trading card, put it into the collection, and we're gonna go ahead, go home, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching the inaugural edition of Porn Star Trading Card. I am your host, Terrell Campbell, and with me as always, that's right, my man 50 Grand, yo man, the prettiest face on ITC, Jerome Spann. Woo, you know it, baby! All right, and stay tuned, keep it locked in so that you can catch the next episode of Porn Star Trading Card. Hey, The collection is closed for today.